Father, I pray that each of us would evaluate our lives before you and ask ourselves the question, are we reasonably serving you? You deserve it all, Father, all of our love, all of our devotion, all of our faith, all of our service. May it be so today for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. For many, it seems that they believe it is more reasonable to sacrifice everything for cryptocurrency and even stonks. But so little are willing to sacrifice anything for Christ. I saw a Twitter post today from a whole Mars catalog that said, I just lost my house to pay back a crypto margin loan. We are so early, this person says. And I agree. I agree. We're seeing nightmare headlines that read, it's a nightmare. Baby formula shortage leaves us parents desperate. So you say that we are early as for this nightmare. And I agree. How have we reached such a nightmare? I'll tell you why. It's because God's people have not offered themselves to be living sacrifices, which is our reasonable service. Right underneath that baby formula, headline reads, Bitcoin falls to 10-month low as stock markets tumble. All I know is this. It seems that inflation is going higher and higher. And I have read reports where in the past, that inflation reached so high that the parents gave the kids the money to play with as if it were Monopoly money. So I'm trying to figure out how Bitcoin is going to fare any better than Monopoly money when you cannot even afford to pay your electric bill to access it. Now You would think that news like this would wake some people up. But no, I scroll a little further on Twitter and I read from Amanda who posts a tweet that says they have Jeff Bezos and Joe Biden. We have Elon Musk and Donald Trump. I like our odds, don't you? What kind of odds are you talking about? I agree with Peter Crosby. He says, we, who is we? The we, the poster refers to as the repugnant wing of the, of the demonic, baby-killing, Zionist, antichrist bird flying us straight to hell. My view of Gab user says someone has not read Timothy 6.17, charged them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. And I see that you get the point and the point that you get the right view, Mr. My view is because you look to the word of God. Yes, there is a book of the Lord that we physically read, that I physically read every single day, the same book that I preach to you today. We read in Isaiah 34, 16, seek you out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate, for my mouth they hath commanded, and his spirit it hath gathered them. This is the book that I preached to Elon Musk today when I responded to his tweet. He replied to someone pertaining to the afterlife. I think it was an Arab Muslim 
He says, thank you for the blessing, but I'm okay with going to hell if that is indeed my destination, since the vast majority of all humans ever born will be there. So how do you like those odds, Miss Amanda? I don't like those odds. So I quote replied Elon Musk with Second Peter 3.9 with a prayer in the verse that reads, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Wouldn't it be nice to see Elon come to repentance and find the peace of Christ in his life? All I know is this, my friends, if Christians had the level of faith they have put into the Republican Party, and they would put that level of faith in Christ instead, there would be a revival. And I got a question for you. If the Lord is in control, why are so many rallying for corrupt politicians and not for Jesus Christ the Lord? Isaiah 34, 1 and 2, Come near you nations to hear and hearken you people. Let the earth hear and all that is therein, the world and all things that come forth of it. For the indignation of the Lord is upon all nations. And his fury upon all their armies, he hath utterly destroyed them. He hath delivered them to the slaughter. So you say, why have we reached such a slaughter? Why have we reached such a nightmare in America? Because the problem is, is that you are offering yourself as a sacrifice unto the wrong God. If you have not offered your life a living sacrifice unto the Lord. A man or woman has yet to even reasonably serve God until they have presented themselves as this living sacrifice to God. And this simply means that a man or woman no longer lives for themselves, is dead to themselves, and now lives for God alone. Romans 12, 1 through 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's very wise, my friends, to commit this passage to memory. I did so at a young age in my Christian walk with the Lord. And it's because of this misguided sacrifice that reasonable service unto the Lord is mocked at. I'm convinced the anger of the Lord is against America and the Lord has departed from this nation. And yes, America is very leprous. We read in the book of Numbers today, Chapter 12, verse 9 through 10, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And the cloud departed off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. So now do you know why when Jimmy Song posts a Sunday service asking, What's your prediction for what the House Senate looks like after the midterms? And all he gave was answers that included Republicans or Democrats, none of which included my answer, which is this, all Antichrist. 
We must pray for this nation, fellow American, because a sign of a leprous nation is abortion. Verse 12, let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. Men and women have become leprous to one another. Men and women have become leprous to their unborn, isolated from one another, without love or affection, without care for these little ones. And then we wonder why so many do not serve God and only serve self. I've even learned from social media that we live in a dog-eat-dog world. Even so-called Christians mind the things that benefit them instead of that which may benefit others who have nothing to offer in return. But I'll tell you this, I find more joy in helping someone with nothing, helping them take a step upwards in, in the kingdom than finding someone with something to step on so I can move upwards in this world. Romans 12, 11, 16, not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. And I'll repeat that part. Mind not high things to include Elon Musk and Donald Trump, but condescend to men of low estate. So many times I want to nuke the ignorance and stupidity of men until I see the incoming nuke round from the Lord pointed directly at my own stupidity. Romans 12, 17 through 19, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Do you want to know where I find these new grounds that are pointing directly at our stupidity? The Word of God. The Lord Jesus Christ still speaks through His Word today, my friends. Today we read about this communication from the Lord in the book of Numbers. Here we see a Christophany, which is a direct communication from the Lord through a similitude, which could be a fiery bush and many things. This is and always has been the Son of God speaking to man, for he alone is the mediator between God and man. You can mock these servants whom God speaks directly to at your own peril. Even servants whom he speaks directly through his word today. Numbers 12, 6 through 8, and he said, Hear now my words. Not the tweets from these men of high esteem. He says, Hear my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all my house. 
With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses, the same servant who understood what his reasonable service unto the Lord is, which is the title of today's episode, number 129, Reasonable Service. So how do you know if Christ is speaking to to a man? You know if Christ is speaking to a man, if the man is preaching the word of God and the man is pointing you to Jesus Christ. And sometimes this man must speak hard truth. Sometimes this hard truth becomes spit in the face. And best believe, get near my preaching and you will get a literal shower. Verse 14, and the Lord said unto Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, she should not be ashamed seven days. Let her be shut out of, up from the camp seven days. And after that, let her be received in again. Here we see that she was leprous. But there was hope and redemption that she could return to the camp after seven days if she obeyed the Lord, if she would listen to what the man of God had to say to her, even if it meant spit in her face. All I pray is that your faith in Christ will begin, even if I must spit the word of God. And if it has already begun, I pray with more spit that it would continue to grow. Each of us has been given enough faith for salvation, and this faith grows through a process called sanctification, which is to be made holy. Verse 3, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Think soberly, my friend. Put away your alcohol. Put away your drugs that you are sacrificing your life to. Faith does not boast how great we are. It boasts about how sinful we are. Faith that comes from God tells and preaches how great Christ is. We need each other's genuine faith in these dark days. We need to encourage another, one another to grow. We must understand that every Christian does not work in the same office, yet we work in the same building called the kingdom. Verse 4 through 8, Romans 12, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another, having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And all I know is this, if someone is not serving in the manner that you and I serve, it's probably because you do not work in the same office. We must show forth unconditional love for each other as we work in the same building. Unconditional love for the brethren is key. That is why it hurts the most when we get shot at within this building. 
When the Christ family hates one another. We're not to hate one another. We are to love each other without dissimulation. Romans 12, 9 through 10. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. Partly Sunny 2020 on Gab says, Our brethren and sisters in Christ who have died to themselves and are born in the Spirit, just because someone claims to be a Christian means nothing. Well, let me ask you this, partly Sonny. How do I know that you are not just claiming to be a Christian? Should I hate you until you prove otherwise? Seems that our brother Chuck gets it. He says, this is why kingdom nationalists gather together. The army of God following Christ the King. Yes, and each one of us has different skills, different talents. But on the same team within the same army. And we must rise above this dog-eat-dog world with our reasonable service unto our King, unto our Lord that overcomes evil with good. Romans 12, 20-21, Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And I will tell you this, it works every single time. You can fact check it with practice. It is a practice that has, will, and always will buck against Antichrist Zionism. The gravest mistake is to love and hate the wrong Zion that we read about today in Psalm 129, 4-5. The Lord is righteous. He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. Let them all be confounded and turn back to that hate Zion. I came across another tweet. That was reshared on Gab by Andrew Torba, a tweet from Matthew J. Peterson. He says, we need prophets to arise and condemn the grave evils of our society and the complacency, ineffectiveness, and blindness of the church in the midst of it all. But think about what most Christian leaders would say about such a person if they existed. <laughs> he says, that's where we're at. And then Torbo replies, they'll call you anti-Semitic. But in other words, we need Christians who will offer themselves as sacrifices for reasonable service unto the Lord. And I do not care what they call us. We are not sacrificing nothing to the Antichrist. And it's that refusal which becomes our reasonable service unto the Lord, my friends. The Zion controversy that we read about today is the struggle between Antichrist Zionism and Kingdom Zionism. In verse 8, Isaiah 34, For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. But I'm here to tell you, my friends, keep giving your reasonable service because this day of recompense and vengeance is very near. Psalm 129. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, may Israel now say. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrows. The Lord is righteous. He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. 
Let them all be confounded and turned back to hate Zion. Let them be as the grass upon the housetops, which withereth afore it groweth up. Wherewith the mower filleth not his hand, nor he that bindeth sheaves his bosom. Neither do they which go by say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.